right, folks, welcome aboard Philip Ward Show. Looking at the program, we have a lot of news um, that we have to get into. So Joe Unity Biden really living up to his title and his promise that he was going to bring unity throughout the American people. I mean, wait till I tell you what he tweeted today in this uh, uh, video of him giving a speech. By the way, Joe Biden went to a Howell Michigan today and was greeted with let's go Brandon chance yet again folks and then he goes and as he's giving his speech starts starts talking about grandpa and my my grandpop back at the turn of the century and I wonder you know if if grandpop had anything to do with corn pop who you remember Joe Bison and corn pop was a bad dude um so we have a lot of um we have to get into that uh I want to point out now so with the Democratic Party right if you do not go along with every single part of their agenda and everything that they say, you have to act alike, you have to do exactly what they do, you have to push their messaging that they want you to support. If you do not conform to that, even if you are a Democrat, you are going to receive pushback. And that's exactly what's happening with Kristen Cinema, senator from Arizona, and then the senator from West Virginia, Joe Manchin. And by the way, folks, it is bought, paid for, and funded by you guessed it. And uh, I want to do actually an in-depth sort of look into everything that this, I'm talking, of course, about he who shall not be named by the mainstream propaganda media, that being George Soros, folks. So we'll get into that um in a second here. I wanted to point this out. Now, this was written uh, yesterday in the Wall Street Journal. I'll give you the headline here uh, for you. This was written by the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal. The IRS wants to look at your bank account, they write. Now, they write, on your next trip to the ATM, well, imagine that Uncle Sam is looking right over your shoulder as if your annual tax filing wasn't invasion enough. The Biden administration would like a look at your checking account. Now, anyway, Charles Retzig, commissioner of the uh, IRS, wants banks to report annual cash flows for ordinary account holders. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen promoting the plan and the House Ways and Means Committee is debating whether to include this mandate in the Democrats' $3.5 trillion Joe Unity Biden Radical Socialist AOC Green New Deal Build Back Better Agenda nonsense. Uh, now, so but that I, I believe right then and there, that should scare Americans. But I'll read you more of it because it affects, I mean, literally everybody in this country. Now, uh, Treasury Secretary uh, uh, Janet Yellen says the reporting will help to catch wealthy tax dodgers. And she said the plan would reveal opaque income streams that disproportionately accrue to the top. Well, the IRS, though, plans to review every account above a $600 balance. Now, folks, if you have a bank account and you have over $600 in that bank account, you betcha this uh, uh, it in, uh, includes you, folks. Uh, or with more than $600 of transactions in a year. I mean, that's basically every American in this country. So every American, even the Wall Street Journal writes, so every American with a job could get looked over, 
a group of 41 industry groups recently warned congressional leaders that the plan is, quote, not remotely targeted to detect major tax avoidance. Now, I don't give a lot of praise to Mitch McConnell. Uh, we got to talk about McConnell later on in the program when it comes to the debt ceiling um, as well. But he writes an op-ed today in the uh, Courier uh, Journal at Kentucky uh, newspaper, and he's warning about it as well, saying, quote, Biden wants to give the IRS the okay to snoop on your bank account. Don't let him. Now, I would say to Mitch McConnell, how about you don't let him? How about you in the Senate, all of all of the Republican senators stay strong? How about you make sure that Joe Manchin sh stays strong, Kristen Sinema as well, and ensure that the $3.5 trillion Build Back Better you know, agenda deal, which th that figure alone should just scare the living daylights out of anyone who considers themselves a conservative in this country. I mean, even Joe Manchin saying, well, I'm only going to go as high as 1.5, $1.5 trillion we're talking about. We already uh, passed uh, $6, six trillion in spending as far as uh, the House and the Senate goes. You know, folks, we, we had to, at the, at the very minimum, tread on eggshells when it comes to spending this year alone, but they just want to spend, spend, spend. That's what the Democrats do. So McConnell writes, President Biden likes to claim his $3.5 trillion tax and spending spree will only hurt the wealthiest Americans, leaving everyone else unscathed. As his plan, though, comes into sharper focus, it's become increasingly clear that Democrats intend to radically transform the lives of every worker, small business owner, and family in America. Their latest gambit is a plot to give the IRS sweeping new authority to snoop on Americans' personal finances, providing federal agents with data on every transaction over $600. This unprecedented expansion of government surveillance should leave everyone alarmed and outraged. And and listen, I there's times where I agree with Mitch McConnell, not often, but this time I think he is absolutely correct. Um, it, it's, think about that, folks. You have over $600 in your bank account or you make a transaction of over $600, the IRS is going to crack down and start snooping on you. I mean, talk about an, an invasion of privacy it, it it's insane that's what's included though in this 3.5 trillion dollar joe unity build back better uh spending bill that he wants to get past that that he's even going to michigan now and 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 say well i'm the most popular president ever wanting people to get on board with this agenda i mean it's, have you ever by the way have you have you taken a look as to see what's happening in australia currently because it's insane. People can't even leave their houses. I, I saw, the, and, and there's videos that have circulated all over uh, social media and the internet. You just got to check it out. A woman who wanted to protest, and or, or was it, uh, I, I think she was thinking about going to a, a protest, an anti-government protest, and people from the Australian government showed up at her house and said, uh, I hope you weren't planning to go to this. Because, you know, there's stay-at-home orders right now. And she says, well, isn't there a right to protest? Well, well, yeah, of course there is. But you can't protest. you got to stay at home to protest. It's insanity. I mean, people who are walking the streets without a mask on are literally getting tackled 
by police officers. Australia has gone totally insane. By the way, you want to talk? Australia gave up their firearms a long time ago. You talk about the a, a, a perfect you know indication of why we need the Second Amendment. Look no further than what's going on um, in Australia. You want that to happen here? Because when I read that in a in a in a congressional spending bill that they're going to include at looking at transactions and bank accounts of over $600, folks, yeah, I, I, I think that's a time to worry. I mean, if it if it happens in Australia, they, they, all the Biden administration needs to do is take a look at, at everything that's, that's occurred in Australia. And guess what? They can bring it here and make no mistake, folks. The Democratic Party absolutely wants all of that passed. They want it. What do I always say? Democrats love to look at you, say, well, we're elected. We get to tell you what to do. Of course they want to snoop on your bank accounts. Of course they want government intrusion in your life every single day. They want you to listen to the government, sit down, shut up, say nothing at all. And a lot of the time, the propaganda mainstream media goes right along with it as well. Now, I've spoken about this before. He's affectionately known as he who shall not be named on this program. George Soros, who the mainstream media completely gives a pass to. Anytime there's a hint that he could possibly be in the news, they just pass. I remember um, even, even on Fox News, by the way, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich was talking about the district attorneys, which we'll get into here in a second, that have been bought and paid for and funded by George Soros um, and, and protests that George Soros has paid for in the past. And, and, and Fox News, I think it was Maria Harf, who used to work in the Obama administration, said, uh, well, that's just not true. Well, every single bit of what the former speaker was talking about is absolutely true. And I'll give you the examples here. Now, you look at the Black Lives Matter rioting that occurred over the summer where, you know, we had chaos and anarchy and violence and destruction on our city streets. And you look at activists, look no further than what happened on Sunday with Kristen Sinema and then, you know, yesterday at the, um, on the airplane and then in the airport when Kristen Sinema was leaving. You probably wonder, do, are these people getting paid? The answer is yes. And almost always, it's always George Soros who is funding this. George Soros and his open society Act and, and we've talked about it, or excuse me, Open Society Foundation. Now I've talked about it before. Remember um, on this program, remember doing an extensive look into this. Now this is the World Economic Forum, and what they have been pushing. By the way, World Economic Forum, this this big, they call it the leading global companies developing solutions to the world's greatest challenges, uh, driving force behind the forum of the the World Economic Forum's programs. Uh, and 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 I just wanted to see. Because I wanted to know who is partnering with these people, who is funding the World Economic Forum, and 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 on the um outside looking in, maybe it doesn't sound that bad, but when you see that they're talking about a quote great reset and how they want to establish, and and it all comes back to globalism. That's what they want, though. They want globalism. They want countries that have no borders at all. They want to make sure that there's this whole new world order that only these large, you know, these rich 
billionaires and their corporations and their, their different companies around the world that they make sure they have the power and that they are funding. So you just simply go to the World Economic Forum, scroll down to partners. You, they have a, a list, a alphabetical order. Click into B and there you go, folks. You find it. I'm looking at it as we speak. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Of course, Bill Gates has a hand in this. Bill Gates, who's been talking about, uh, by the way, who's been on propaganda news, CNN, talking about vaccines and how we're going to get through the pandemic as if he's an expert on a pan slash pandemic. I mean, it's insane. He knows nothing about it. Then you go down, though, and you go to O, and immediately, there you go, right there, Open Society foundations george soros always has a he's one of and i'm not kidding on this folks he is one of the most evil men in the entire world he's 91 years old okay he just he wants to ensure that the one goal that he has had throughout his entire life is to ensure that the united states of america as we know it burns to the ground he hates this country with everything he has. He is one of, if not the biggest Democratic politician, fund, uh, 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 person who donates to their campaigns, one of their biggest donors that, that have, have ever been seen in the history of this country. And of course, the Democrats are going to take money from a guy who wants the country to burn because that's their objective as well, is to make sure the country burns. How we have a Democratic Party who's in control of the House of Representatives, who's in control of the Senate, who's in control of the White House, who's in control of our mainstream media and the information that we get. How we can have a country being run by people who hate this country is totally beyond me. Of course, the American people aren't going to profit. Of course, they're not going to make any gains whatsoever in society when we have people who are holding us down who openly are, are socialist. They're on the border, I would say, of communism. And, it, and it's an indisputable fact that the Democratic Party hates this country. Now, the uh, activist group, this whole uh, Lucha in Arizona, right? Here's the headline today in the Washington uh, Times. Headline, Soros, bankrolling far-left groups harassing Manchin and Cinema over opposition to the $3.5 trillion spending bill. George Soros, left-wing Hungarian billionaire, he who shall not be named, is bankrolling groups exerting pressure and intimidation campaigns against the two moderate Democratic senators standing in the way of President Biden's $3.5 trillion expansion of the federal safety net. Soros, a political mega-donor mega who has contributed hundreds of millions of dollars to progressive causes and candidates is the lead financial backer of several advocacy groups that have harassed Democratic Senators Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. And uh, here's the evidence. One of the groups living, by the way, Lucha stands for Living United for Change in Arizona. Well, how about this? Soros is one of Lucha. Remember, Lucha, those were the uh, uh, the women. Uh, I think there was a guy in there as well that were harassing Kristen Cinema in the bathroom. Soros, one of Lucha's prime funders, of course. 
the left-wing billionaire's philanthropic arm, the Open Society Foundation, has donated extensively to that group in recent years. Throughout 2019, the last year for which records are available from the Open Society Foundation, Soros gave Lucha, get this, nearly $2 million for, quote, policy advocacy. In 2019 alone, Soros gave the group $1.5 million. Now, uh, as far as uh, the CPD, now the CPD Center for Popular Democracy, now that was the group that uh, the kayakers came up to Joe Manchin's book. And in 2019, George Soros gave CPD nearly $3 million for a variety of programs and causes. Uh, the Open Society in 2019 alone provided the organization with $770,000 in grants. Now, folks, you probably wonder why I'm so hard, why I'm attacking. Well, well, well don't, donations happen every single day as far as politics go. But, folks, George Soros is different. He is an evil, sick twisted sadistic human being whose only goal is to watch america burn and i'll tell you why now i've referenced this article before on the program this was written on august 26th of 2016 we're going back five years over five years now to reference this carolyn glick writes in real clear politics soros's campaign of global chaos now, major media outlets in the U.S., she writes, have ignored the leak of thousands of emails from billionaire George Soros' Open Society Foundation by the activist hacker group DC Leaks. Open Society Foundation is the vehicle through which Soros has funneled billions of dollars over the past two decades to nonprofit organizations in the U.S. and throughout the world. According to the documents, Soros has given more than $30 million. Now, again, remember, this is in August of 2016. $30 million to groups working for Hillary Clinton's election in November, making him her largest single donor. Now, he funds a lot of things all throughout the world. Uh, Carolyn Glick makes the argument. Uh, what we see is no corner of the globe when it comes to Soros's philanthropic project open society no corner of the globe is unaffected by his efforts no policy area left untouched and she writes on the surface the vast number of groups and people he supports well they seem unrelated i mean after all what does climate change have to do with illegal african immigration to israel what does occupy wall street have to do with greek immigration policies but the fact is that Soros-backed projects share basic common attributes. They all work to weaken the ability of national and local authorities in Western democracies to uphold the laws and values of their nations and communities. Yeah, globalism. They all work to hinder free markets, whether those markets are financial, ideological, political, or scientific. They do so in the name of democracy, human rights, economic, racial, and sexual justice, and other lofty terms, globalism. Their goal is to subvert Western democracies, making it impossible for governments to maintain order or for societies to retain their unique identities and values. Globalism, 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 folks. 
That is what this evil son of a gun is all about. How about this? Just in 2016, Black Lives Matter, who terrorized Americans, terrorized American cities all last summer. Black Lives Matter, just in 2016 alone, received $650,000 from Soros-controlled groups. And folks, it goes on and on and on. Uh, now, in uh, the, the Week um, writes this article in uh, 2018. This is December 2018. How George Soros became a boogeyman. Now, they write, who is George Soros? Well, he's one of America's leading philanthropists and political donors. Uh, three years ago now, at age 88, the Hungarian-born investor has given away at least $32 billion to charities, which puts him a bit behind Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. By the way, one, I, I tell you this now, George Soros is 91 years old. Once Soros dies, then I believe that Bill Gates is going to become the next George Soros and going to be funding left-wing activist groups and making sure that there's chaos in America for decades uh, to come. I, I do believe that. That's an early prediction I have. Soros has donated the most of any living billionaire. Since the 80s, most of that money has gone to groups that build democracy and civic institutions overseas, particularly in his native Eastern Europe. Now, early on, he was, he was seen as a conservative, an anti-communist, and a promoter of capitalism. But starting in the 2000s, his foundations also began, and have continued to, began giving heavily to progressive causes in the U.S., such as the ACLU and gay rights groups. He is now a major donor to the Democratic Party, financially supported the campaigns of John Kerry, Barack Hussein Obama, and Hillary Clinton. Now, they write in, in the Week article, when, when did the American right turn against him? Now, I would say that once I saw he was funding all these left-wing activist groups and wants America to burn to the ground, yeah, that's when I think that this guy here, right of center, would describe myself, uh, started opposing him. But they have it like this. When he started opposing George W. Bush, though Soros described himself as a centrist, he felt that Bush's responses to the 9-11 terrorist attacks creating the Department of Homeland Security and invading Afghanistan and Iraq were steps towards authoritarianism and endless war. So because of that, he began funding liberal and democratic groups. Now, Soros says he hopes for a return to bipartisanship in the U.S. And by the way, let me just tell you something about bipartisanship. We always hear Bipart this is a bipartisan agreement. We want bipartisanship in this country. No, we don't. No, we don't. Bipartisanship means that the Republican Party has once again given into the Democratic Party and their demands. That is what bipartisanship means. I I, I don't know how, how how we can agree on 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 bills and 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 funding and spending with a party that openly hates the United States of America. There can be no bipartisanship until the Democratic Party either chooses to love America again, want to help the American people, you know, if they ever reach across the aisle and start talking to Republicans, maybe then. But until then, bipartisanship only means that the Republican Party has once again backed down. That is it. Now, uh, Soros uh, uh, says that 
only Republican extremism pushed him into U.S. politics. I, I don't particularly want to be a Democrat, but it's indisputable that he has given to consistently to liberals. 2016 alone, as I referenced in the Real Clear Politics article, he gave uh, $30 million to Hillary Clinton. Besides that, he uh, besides just Hillary Clinton, spent over $18 million on political campaigns affiliated with other Democrats. So folks, this guy, I, I, I can't stress it enough. And again, you're not going to hear this. The mainstream media always gives this guy a pass. He is evil. He is sick. He is sinister and he is sadistic. He is bad news always for the country. Now, political writing in uh, 26. By the way, we have an article just breaking um, from political about, you know, quote, bipartisanship and how Biden's kind of sick of Mitch McConnell. Now, uh, we'll get to that uh, in a second. Just came out. But anyway, so political writing back in 2016, August 30th, 2016, George Soros's quiet overhaul of the U.S. justice system. Now they write, while America's political kingmakers inject their millions into high-profile presidential and congressional contests, Democratic mega-donor George Soros has directed his wealth into an under-the-radar 2016 campaign to advance one of the one of the progressive movement's core goals, reshaping the American justice system. The billionaire financier has channeled more than $3 million into seven local district attorney campaigns in six states over the past year, a sum that exceeds the total spent of the 2016 presidential campaign by all but a handful of rival super donors. Now, just go back. So that's in 2016. He started his plot to take over the U.S. Uh, uh, justice system and started funding district attorneys. Just last year, Washington Times headline, George Soros funded DAs oversee big cities with skyrocketing crime. Again, this guy doesn't believe in law and order. He doesn't believe in this country. He wants crime. He wants chaos. He wants burning. He wants all of this destruction to happen in the United States. Billionaire Democratic donor George Soros bankrolled the successful campaigns of a new crop of district attorneys who now preside over big cities, skyrocketing crime, frayed relationships with police departments. Soros-backed DAs in Philadelphia, St. Louis, San Francisco, and other cities have fired scores of experienced prosecutors and, as promised, stopped prosecuting low-level quality-of-life crimes such as disorderly conduct, uh, vagrancy and loitering. Now we've we've talked about this. The the spikes in crimes where Democrats completely run these big uh, American cities. All of this, folks. George Soros is behind it, just splashing the cash quietly behind the scenes as he gets a pass from the media. Another headline: Fox News. Uh, just last year, Soros resources help district attorney races go liberal. Uh, another headline from July, DAs backed by Soros and other liberal activists join fray in clash with police. The Daily Signal wrote last year, Soros-funded prosecutors put social justice above law and order. They write, self-styled progressive political activists who win election as 
district attorneys with financial support from wealthy donors have made social justice initiatives more important than public safety. George Soros stands out as the big donor behind a super PAC that helped elect district attorneys who have overseen a dramatic increase in crime. Folks, this guy is an evil, evil human being. And if, 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 if the mainstream media isn't going to bring attention to George Soros, you better believe that it's going to happen on this program. We've been going after Soros since last year, folks, and it isn't going to stop. I mean, he, he just he's silent. He's behind the scenes. He makes sure that he gets a pass and he funds to make sure that there is chaos in big American cities. And, 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 and then then he, pre he, 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 he funds these activist groups and make sure that they go after anyone who disagrees with anything that he wants passed. And by the way, when it comes to uh, Senator Sinema, where he started this whole conversation, because Soros funded the Lucha activist group, same thing with Joe Manchin, the woman in Libs of TikTok, one of my favorite Twitter pages, uh, Twitter box pages going, uh, tweeted out yesterday, the woman who protested to Senator Sinema mid-flight is an undocumented illegal alien. She complains, though, about having to show proof of legal residency to receive in-state tuition. Now, uh, the page, I'm not sure if it's a he or she, if it's a group, but they um, link to this article written by Propaganda News, CNN, uh, February of this year, headline. They say Biden's plan would change their lives. Here's how. Now, remember, the woman in the video is named this Karina well, she actually did this article for CNN. Karina Ruiz de Diaz would register to vote, something she's helped thousands of others do, but never had a chance to do herself. Well, why? Because she's illegal. They're among the undocumented immigrants. That's the way CNN phrases it. President Biden has pledged, pledged to help with a new bill he's pushing Congress to pass. The measure, which lawmakers unveiled, this is back in February, would provide a pathway to citizenship for 11 million people who've been living in limbo or otherwise known as illegally for 11 years. Karina Ruiz de Diaz, 36 years old, nonprofit executive director, living in Arizona, country of origin, Mexico. Quote, the first thing that I would do, register to vote. I've helped so many people register to vote in the last five years. I lost count. It's more than one to 2,000 people because I wanted them to be a voice for me, otherwise known as I wanted them to vote Democrat. I wanted them to understand the power that they have in deciding who represents them. I have, I have felt voiceless because in Arizona, voters passed a law that says I have to show proof of legal residency for in-state tuition. How dare they how dare how dare they right when here's this woman 36 years old illegally living in the united states because of that law it took me 12 years to graduate from college with a bachelor of science in biochemistry that i'm not using right now i'm not working in my field because i have to be fighting this fight my life and the lives of people like myself who qualified for daca and people who did not were on the line in the last four years. This fight, she says, took priority. So instead of actually trying to find a job in her field, 
she became a political liberal activist, right? Um, and, and again, you know, here's Joe Biden who, who promises that you wonder why all these illegals are showing up to the country, showing up to the southern border, flooding into the country. Well, that's because Joe Unity Biden has a policy of open borders and that is it. T-shirts, Biden, please let us in. Biden flags waving outside their migrant camp or whatever it was that they were um, all put together in. Now, as far as Joe Unity Biden goes, right? Well, today he was in Howell, Michigan, and he goes on. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I cannot believe that this was on the teleprompter. It had to have been him just going off trying to make sense of whatever in his head he, he's thinking about. Quote, I'm not making this up. Quote, Joe Biden today, our commander-in-chief, our president of the United States. I like to call him the teleprompter-in-chief. By the way, parenthetically, when you build a, 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 a charging station, it's like it's like back in the day when my when my grandpop worked for American, American uh, oil company uh, back in the turn of the uh, in the 19s, uh, 1920s in that area. They went from state to state convincing people that they'd put uh to to allow to to, to put 20,000 gallons of gasoline under the ground they didn't they didn't want them around he says other uh i guess you can't really consider them highlights i guess you call them lowlights from his uh speech in michigan today i'll bet everyone inside this room joe says well joe you're outside uh so that's a lot of people inside that room cowboy uh joe on his, uh, talking about his $3.5 trillion spending bill. This is a tax cut, man. It's a tax cut, he says. Is it really? Because you look at the map. Uh, remember, oh, remember, it can't, what, 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 did the narrative change? That it was, it was, it's going to cost $0. Now it's just a tax cut, I guess. There's no way you can finance $3.5 trillion in spending without raising taxes. Um, Joe, by the way, he actually acknowledged it. He says, well, notwithstanding some of the signs I saw coming in, because the signs coming in said, let's go, Brandon. I, I guess that's how we have to code it nowadays, according to the NBC News reporter, or uh, I guess NBC Sports reporter at Talladega. You hear the chants, ah, let's go, Brandon. Ah, well, it ain't let's go, Brandon. But the ch I mean, Joe, and Joe has to know that the America, look at his approval ratings, totally in the tank right now, all throughout any poll that you're uh, seeing all around, you know, Gallup, Rasmus, all these polls around um, indicating that Joe's popularity is down. And by the way, even Terry McAuliffe, um, who's a gubernatorial candidate uh, in Virginia, literally saying today, quote, uh, well, Joe Biden, you know, the president's unpopular today here, unfortunately, in Virginia. Now, I mean, does does that mean that he doesn't want Joe coming there to try to help him? By the way, it's like a, a little less than a month, I think, at this point in time, or right around about a month uh, to go in the uh, Virginia gubernatorial race, which I believe Glenn Youngkin, who's the Republican candidate, would be a phenomenal governor of um, Virginia. So that should be a, a, a fascinating race uh, to watch. But even Terry McAuliffe, former Clinton guy, understands Joe's unpopular. But Joe pushed back on that narrative today. Notwithstanding some of the signs I saw coming in, that's why 81 million Americans voted for me. The largest number of votes in American history. Joe Biden proudly proclaiming today in Michigan. Well, it's weird, though, because 
uh, local news affiliates went out, talked to the Michigan residents, and the Michigan residents were just saying, quote, prices are going up. People can't find employees anymore. Uh, this guy, uh, his name is uh, uh, Leonard Petty, uh, Howell, uh, Howell, Michigan resident. He was asked, uh, what are your thoughts about the president visiting? He says, quote, I wish he would just stay out of this state and leave us alone. Well, unfortunately, Leonard, or the whole country is is feeling the effects of Joe Biden. CNN, Propaganda News, uh, CNN Business reporting today. High prices at the pump. One year ago, for a gallon of gas, $2.19. Today, per gallon, as far as gas goes, $3.20. Uh, the price of cotton. How about this? The highest level of the price for cotton uh, since 2011, folks, and that was, of course, Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, futures up uh, 22% in the past uh, uh, two weeks, folks. So uh, you talk about Biden inflation. That's affecting the whole entire country. That's a hidden tax on every American. Uh, even a news report on CNN, quote, the price of energy is soaring, which means we're all going to be paying more. Now, Joe's not concerned about Biden inflation right now. He's concerned about the debt ceiling, and he's concerned about those pesky Republicans. Now, ABC News uh, runs this piece. Uh, this ran on Sunday. What is the debt ceiling, which we've talked about? Why a government default could directly affect your wallet and make no mistake about this and i'll and i'll tell you about what the uh, political um article to uh reinforce the point i want to make here the mainstream media wants to make sure that that if the uh, federal government defaults and it, if the debt ceiling is not increased as as joe unity wants that it's going to be the republicans fault they are going to try to put this on the republicans now abc writes while the concept of the debt ceiling might seem in the weeds, it actually poses a very real threat to millions of Americans in a precarious economic period. No, that just is Biden inflation. That's the inflation that has come because of Joe Biden's election to be president. If lawmakers on Capitol Hill remain deadlocked on, the, on raising the debt ceiling, the government could go into default, essentially unable to pay bills. That would directly impact the wallets of millions of Americans, including those who invest in the stock market and those who benefit from government programs such as Social Security and Medicaid. Uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen on September 28th, quote, it would be disastrous for the American economy, for global financial markets, and for millions of Americans and workers whose financial security would be jeopardized by delayed payments. Raising the debt ceiling, she says, is necessary to avert a catastrophic event for our economy. Uh, ABC writes, though, but if you've ever wondered what exactly the debt ceiling is, you're not alone. Here's what it is and some of the real world impacts it can have. They point out the debt ceiling uh, is a cap on the amount of money the U.S. government can borrow to pay its debts. Now, you hear that, right? I mean, imagine, right? If, if it's Like I said, it's like if you have a credit card, you've already you know, uh, bought these things, but you didn't have the credit limit to do it. You're calling your bank and saying, well, I need more credit. Uh, 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 I need more credit line on my credit card. Now, they write, every year, 
Congress passes a budget that includes government spending on infrastructure programs such as Social Security and salaries for federal workers. Congress also taxes people to pay for all that spending. But for years, the government has been spending more. Think of this sentence alone, right? And think of it. Why can't the government just act, act like a fiscally responsible American, right? The government has been spending more than it takes in from taxes and other revenue, increasing the federal deficit. The government needs to borrow money to continue paying out what Congress has already okayed. The debt, talk about irresponsible, right? The debt ceiling puts a limit on how much money the U.S. government can borrow to pay its bills. They, the, uh, uh, ABC writes, why should I care about this? Well, 15 million seniors could stop receiving Social Security payments. Uh, 30 million families could stop receiving President Biden's expanded child tax credit um, or see delays. U.S. military service members, <clears throat> excuse me, could stop receiving paychecks. Uh, veterans benefits could be stopped or delayed. Postal workers, federal employees could stop receiving paychecks. The United States credit worthiness could be downgraded, spiking interest rates, which would raise mortgage, car, and credit card payments. Uh, doubt in the typically reliable U.S. currency could tank the markets, hurting 401ks and other investments. FEMA funding for hurricane and wildfire victims could stop. Public health funding for pan-slash-plandemic mitigation uh, efforts could be cut off. Child nutrition program and other food assistance could be stopped. Now, folks, watch the narrative here because now mitch mcconnell right is saying and, and and he wrote the letter yesterday to joe unity biden saying listen if you want to raise the debt ceiling that's on you mcconnell urging biden to lean on senate majority leader charles e schumer and house speaker pelosi to get democrats raise the debt ceiling on your own he's saying he says quote I respectfully submit that it is time for you to engage directly with congressional Democrats on this matter. Your lieutenants in Congress must understand that you do not want your unified Democratic government to sleepwalk toward an avoidable catastrophe when they have had nearly three months notice to do their job. Republicans' position is simple. We have no list of demands. For two and a half months, we have simply warned that since your party wishes to govern alone, it must handle the debt limit alone. Now, Democrats may, have, by the way, I think strong position from McConnell. They have the House, they have the Senate, they have the White House. If the Democrats want to raise the debt ceiling, folks, they can do it. Now, Democrats may have to put the debt limit provision in the budget reconciliation bill, making its way through Congress to move McConnell suggested back in July as the suspension of the debt limit expired. Charles E. Schumer saying today, though, going through the reconciliation is risky to the country and is a non-starter. He is describing the process of using reconciliation, which the Democrats will use always. They don't care about using reconciliation when it comes to the debt ceiling. Now, all of a sudden, Schumer says it's a non-starter. He described the process to address the debt limit as long, convoluted, and difficult. Not imagine, oh, it's so difficult for Charles E. It's not like you went there. It's not like you get elected to do that, Charles. Uh, noting that it ping-pongs between the House and the Senate and can't be done by just adding an amendment. 
to include the debt limit in the reconciliation bill, Democrats would have to go back, revise their budget resolution to include raising the debt limit in a move that faces both political hurdles and poses time challenges with their current agenda. They're more worried about passing $3.5 trillion, making sure that cinema and mansion get harassed than they are the debt limit. Now, this just broke uh, in Politico in the uh, last hour. Headline, Biden broaches nuclear option and standoff with McConnell. Joe Biden indicated late today he was warming to a Democratic proposal to blow up the rules of the Senate to raise or suspend the debt ceiling amid fears that a breach would send the U.S. government into default and the whole economy into a tailspin. Now, folks, wouldn't that be awful politically for Joe Unity? Uh, the president told reporters that a filibuster carve out to solve the current stalemate with Republicans over the debt limit before the estimated October 18th deadline was a, quote, real possibility. Let me read that again. That a filibuster carve out to solve the stalemate is a real possibility. Break the rules of the Senate, Joe. That's the way that he wants to go about it. It was a remark that sources inside the administration said reflected the growing belief that the party may need to take drastic steps to prevent default. And it also served as a signal to Senate Democrats that the president supports their own growing conviction that a change to the chamber rules may be needed to head off a financial crisis. They'll use any uh, excuse at all to make sure that they can break the rules of the Senate, break the filibuster. Now, should Senate Democrats go down the filibuster reform route, uh, eliminating the legislative filibusters, how political should have phrased that, they would need all 50 senators and Vice President Kamala Harris to break the tie to offer that support. That is hardly guaranteed, given opposition to filibuster changes from some uh, moderate members, including Joe Manchin and political doesn't put in their... Um, Kristen Cinema, but she as well is against breaking the filibuster. Now, Biden's remarks suggested momentum that for the act is increasing. It came as the president was returning from delivering his sales pitch for infrastructure and social spending plans in Michigan as the White House increasingly tries to shame Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell for the debt ceiling brinkmanship. Now, folks, Get the, you hear the title, right? Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Republicans have control of nothing in Washington, D.C. It is all on the Democrats, folks. That's why McConnell is right to say you guys control the government right now. You want to fix the debt ceiling, you fix the debt ceiling. Republicans aren't getting involved in this because you wanted to govern yourself for the first months of the Biden administration. Why, would you, why are you going to call on us now? to hand you a political victory. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, Biden's scheduled to join business leaders at an event on the matter. A uh, Democrat uh, person familiar with discussions among Democratic leadership telling Politico, any scenario is possible to fix the debt ceiling. Everything is on the table. Every option. They write, and folks, I call him Joe Unity, right? We, we, we refer to him as Joe Unity on this program. I want to take you back to a tweet. This was May 20th, last year. Quote, now, more than ever, we need a president who will choose to unite rather than divide, he says. Folks, today, Joe Biden, President of the United States, tweeting this. Quote, 
my message to Republicans, if you don't want to help save the country, get out of the way. How about that, folks? You're a Republican in this country. Get out of Joe's way. Stop standing in the way. Stop trying to save our country. Joe wants to destroy it. You need to get out of the way. So much for unity. Right, Joe? Unity? Anyway, folks, 1,200. Two days to go in this disastrous Biden administration. If you're not on board, then as Joe says, get out of the way.